0: Hello audience, Mitti Ke Rang brings to you a series of interactive sessions over Zoom with the help of which we aim to bring social change, responsibility amongst youth and introduce you to people from various domains to let you find your vibe. So let's dive into it. In today's episode, we have with us Mojde Farachahi. Chahi. She is a self-motivated animal and human welfare activist. She is the founder and managing trustee of Bodhisattva Pune.
1: Bodhisattva is an NGO for animal welfare and human welfare. Um, I think my vision with with starting Bodhisattva was always to be like a helping hand, you know, to help wherever I could, um, to be like a catalyst of change, to inspire, to um, instill compassion for all sentient beings. So for people to respect and value other life forms and to inspire them to, you know, um, make a change or be of service or participate, you know, somewhere and in your communities to make it better. So I would say community service, you know, it's a very important concept that maybe we don't have in India is community support. Mm-hmm. Community service and community support, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So
0: what was there any particular event or person that motivated you to step into
1: the social sector and start an NGO? I think that uh, throughout my life since I was a child there was always this thing that you know uh, I wanted to be able to you know make a difference or you know uh, bring about some you know changes but it was always very like people were always very discouraging, you know. Like because whenever I said something like that, people would be like, you know, Apna dekho. Why do you want to, uh, you know, care for others? You should first care, care about yourself, then you know, care for something else. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really weird. And always it was. I mean, also people said that what could you alone do? You know, one person cannot change the world. You, know, you always get those uh, lines. So I used to be very discouraged. Like, oh, maybe I'm not you know, as one individual, I will not be able to make a difference and then somehow, you know, I was like I think I was more encouraged, like also through Buddhism because it makes you, um, encourages you to uh, be a catalyst of change and it also says that, you know, you alone can make a difference so it kind of uh, inspired me to, you know, go about and try at least so initially, I did start uh, volunteering with um, other NGOs so that's how I started. I started volunteering with other NGOs because I wanted to, you know, be of help and be of service and you know help out in whatever way I could. So I said, let me go there and see what are the you know uh, obviously you have to know what issues you want to uh, or causes that you want to be involved with. Right. So me, I did a volunteer at a suicide prevention helpline, and I also used to uh, Blue Cross, which is the animal welfare NGO. So I started volunteering there.
0: Okay, so was there also any financial restriction of fear in your mind that I, like, as I'm stepping in, I may not be able
1: to earn like I was? Um, of course, but luckily because you know my work is a lot of freelancing, so I was able to uh, do both, you know. Okay. But yet your focus does change. So slowly, slowly, because now I'm so passionate about this, so my focus does change, you know. So now I mean. I still get to do those things like I get to uh, organize events for my NGO so I mean, it's fun So
0: what were the major major challenges that you faced while the NGO was in very initial phases and while you were setting up like the ease of setting up and the funds I
1: think always the major challenge is the funding to begin with and initially when you start I mean I didn't know what all it was going to take or you know how difficult it would be so I just went in with that you know um, thing that no I want to do this with that passion and maybe I was not too practical about it initially and uh, when I look back at it now like I think that if I knew of all the struggles that were there I don't think I would maybe go forward you know I would not have the Courage to, you know, take this on. If I knew what all, you know, I have, I would have to go through or the, uh, you know, the ups and downs, even, you know, the emotional ups and downs because it's really not easy. It's, it's, right. it's an ongoing struggle. For sure.
0: So, um, how uh, over the period of time, how did you ensure sustainability of the industry?
1: Um See, ensuring sustainability for a social venture is always a struggle you know, unless you are uh, well supported and you have that constant um, support you know of people sponsoring or that you know it could be a company, it could be people so it's or then again if you're providing some services where you're going to be you know in exchange for money again these are the only ways that you can probably be sustainable so I would, st- I would say to people who are starting up that you know really take it slow one step at a time, slowly, slowly expand your capacity and uh, go for it because you cannot like just run and jump you have to take it really slow and it's not going to be easy I'm mm. not going to lie, it's not going to be easy it's really, really tough to um, also mentally and uh, you know, emotionally and funding, funding is the main uh, criteria that you need to have that support to keep going, otherwise it can be really stressful mm-hmm.
0: so like for someone who is just starting and stepping into the social world so how would you advise to go about the funding, how to approach companies, how to approach people what is the right steps you should take
1: Um, I would say firstly to begin with only when you are forming your uh, NGO or your trust it would be smarter to take in people who are like minded, who have the same passion for your cause and bringing those trustees to also bring in some financial help, you know, in the beginning, so that you start going, you know, you get going, and then it takes a while till you kind of get people, other people involved, and get companies involved. So, I mean, companies will only be involved at the level when you have your ATG, or you know, you, you can offer them some CSR activities. So, it, it takes a while to get there. And even when you get there, it's not necessary that you are going to get the support. Because you know, there are a lot of times that we approach a lot of companies and we don't get the funding. Mm-hmm. And it depends what you are asking your funding for. You know, like something like animal welfare and all, it's not that easy. Yes. Maybe for a lot of human welfare, you know, some some of the projects you might get some funding. But again, for the animal welfare bit it's a little difficult. But I don't know, as I said, you know, like uh, the universe has been really great and we have somehow gotten through. But again, that doesn't mean that there are no struggles or there are no current struggles There are always going to be struggles, you know So,
0: so now how long has it been um, you running
1: the NGO? It's been now officially at least 5 years that the NGO has been running Yeah.
0: So, in these 5 years, what's the most heartwarming moment that you've experienced? Um
1: Heartwarming moments, I think, would be the very, uh, very often you see this you know, because uh, the work that we're doing is like you're always you're trying to either help animals or humans and reduce their suffering. So we are, you know, providing them that sense of relief. And when you see that sense of relief in them, it is really heartwarming to be able to reach out. You know, also I think during this whole pandemic and the crisis it's been really hard for me to see NGOs and people come together and help out you know so it was yeah like as you said watching the news and when you see these uh, immigrant workers going home or when you are able to give them a meal or even when you are able to you know, save an animal's life who has been suffering and he was ignored so it's always like I think daily you will have these moments where you know you are just overwhelmed with the fact that you know you were able to do this and you were able to help them and to see the joy on their face whether it's an animal or a human being is always uh, you know something that I'm really grateful for
0: Right so ma'am like when you were starting was there always animal welfare and human welfare or is it one vision and then you um, stepped into both
1: no, I think I mean for me I always wanted to help everyone, right? I okay. initially I have uh, you know people love and uh, for animals, but uh, I didn't want to exclude. I wanted to be able to do whatever I could for both and you know whoever came in my environment it could be uh, a human or an animal and uh, so initially also when I formed the NGO it was for both. Okay. So we try to do our best for whatever we can, you know like in whichever way, in my capacity, if I am able to reach out, I do it So, um,
0: what has been the st- um, difficulties in especially with the animal welfare because as you mentioned that human welfare is something which companies um, would step in but animal welfare is,
1: isn't is very easy to manage Yeah, so I mean you have to then be creative and think of ways of creating those funding so definitely we have had a lot of like you know, animal lovers also who support us you know and we have these constant supporters, then you have to think and plan of different campaigns you know where you are kind of able to have uh, fixed monthly donors helping out and with regards to human welfare it's always easier because like if there's a need then you just reach out and somehow that need is met you know or like it could be like someone needs a particular thing it could be a household thing, it could be a financial help or it could be anything so you know I reach out and social media has been great because that's I think one of the best platforms to reach out, to spread awareness, to get help so as I said I think I have been really grateful and uh, lucky to uh, have that support going on and build on it, You know, slowly, slowly you need to build on it, you need to show your passion, you need to show your work you need to be genuine and sincere and then there are a lot of people who do come in and you know support your causes and it's also trust factor so people if they trust you, they are going to be uh, you know more supportive yeah.
0: So uh, what what is the story behind the name Bodhisattva?
1: Okay so Bodhisattva is a word that comes from Buddhism okay? so I was being a course of Buddhism and I was always uh, you know fascinated by Buddhism and I wanted to learn so when I was doing this course, we've all heard of buddhahood you know but Bodhisattva was a new word for me back then and so I asked my teacher what does it mean you know and she said you know as someone who uh, you know is an awakened mind and enlightened mind who's so uh, you know wants to he's so compassionate and he doesn't want like basically he could achieve enlightenment for himself but he doesn't want that he wants to be part of the you know world to be able to make a difference and help reduce their suffering and help others also achieve enlightenment So um, the, as you know, the textbook uh, meaning for it would be an enlightened, awakened mind, um, motivated by great compassion to uh, help all beings and reduce their suffering. Now, all beings, I mean, all sentient beings. Mm -hmm. For me, it is not just animals, humans, all all kind of beings that come in my environment. That I if I can help them out, I want to help them.
0: So, what in the first place encouraged you to study more about Buddhism and into it?
1: As I said, I, as, since uh, since I was a kid, I was kind of inclined towards it somehow, you know, uh, uh, Buddha, and it was just always uh, a figure that you know made me wanna like kind of follow and learn about what it was. And I never like kind of uh, identified myself with any religion, so I'm not religious, and uh, I don't even want to say that I'm a Buddhist, you know, because then that is something fixed. I just like to follow. To think from a lot of religions or practices, and um, you have to just keep evolving. So, I think, um, yeah, definitely Buddhism has really helped me understand a lot of life concepts and to kind of be more humble. But that does not mean that I'm a perfect human being. So, that's why I said I cannot label myself as a Buddhist because it's again, it's not something that you can sustain. You have to, it's an ongoing practice, a daily practice where you have to make an effort you know you want to see changes in yourself or your environment you'll have to make that change you have to make the effort for it, you'll have to uh, you know have some action towards it you cannot just be sitting and expecting things to happen so again it's an ongoing thing and it's a lifelong thing so for me I believe that uh, we all you know should try and be the best versions of ourselves and I've seen those glimpses you know so but to be in that you know a state of mind throughout is definitely difficult because end of the day I'm I'm a human being and mm. I have circumstances and things that affect me externally which also you know uh, shape my thinking or my perception or my actions so but then to be aware and mindful at least so it helps to be aware that this is how I'm feeling or this is you know what I am thinking or these are my intentions so at least when you think about it and you are aware about it then you can maybe you know change those uh, automated uh, responses or reactions by being so, mindful
0: so what are the major takeaways or learnings you would say that you would uh, from Buddhism that you would like to share with the listeners
1: Um, I think that um, It's important for all of us to understand that we are not alone here in the world on Earth. There are several other beings and creatures, and we need to coexist. We need to show that compassion. We need to respect other life forms, and to know that even the smallest creatures, you know, have a life form just like us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the basic thing is that we all wish to be happy and uh, avoid suffering so if I think we should uh, be able to reduce the harm you know like our lifestyles or our lives are uh, or the destruction that we cause I think if we could reduce that, that that's the that's that's start you know, to be able to like I always say that I want my life to um, while I'm living I want to be able to uh, be as you know like reduce the harm Whether it's to others or the environment, I want to reduce that as much as possible. Uh, You cannot, you know, I cannot be a hypocrite and say, you can totally do it. But you can truly reduce the harm, you know, that you're doing to yourself or to others or the environment. So I think this is one of the biggest learnings. Also, that, you know, we are all interconnected with uh, nature, with uh, the environment. So we need to respect that. Reduce the destruction. Uh, okay. Release the greed, reduce the destruction, and uh, have a whole view, you know.
0: Right, so just to summarize it first is um, living peacefully in coexistence and then reducing the harm we can cause to ourselves and our fellow beings.
1: Yeah.
0: So, ma'am, what is that one thing that drives you every morning? What do you look forward to?
1: Um, I think. Uh, what drives me every morning is that the hope and the faith in my ability to you know, be able to change someone's reality or to reduce suffering you know so that kind of drives me that that, that also gives meaning to my life and a purpose to my life so it is not uh, I don't know I mean it's not totally selfless because there is a joy that I receive or it kind of keeps me going you know what I mean it, it's, as I said it gives my life meaning so it kind of you wakes know, me up in the morning and says hey let's do something if not everything, there's something I could do and maybe even if I could reach out to one soul be it an animal or a human so I think that just makes my day, better. makes me want to get up every morning You know what I mean? otherwise I think you know if you don't have a purpose sometimes or that you don't find those meanings in life then you can be kind of lost in this world, and um, the things that are going on, you know, like it could be, it could get you down. So I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on what I can. Do. How can I make it better instead of focusing on oh God, what's going on, you know, and how how is going to change? and The world's never going to change. So I also get very mm-hmm. pessimistic or negative mm-hmm. from time to time. And then you have to kind of pick yourself up and say that no, let you know, to focus on what you can do and not what cannot be done
0: right so as you said as you mentioned earlier and so uh, there's a lot of negativity going around and you know sometimes it's difficult to us to understand how to deal with it and how to cope up with all the thoughts and the anxiety so how do you suggest for someone who's having a lot of anxiety nowadays can deal with it i mean it
1: depends like as i said i think i also go through a lot of anxiety from time to time I think my personality is only like you know, I easily get overworked or I get hyper or worked up I think it's very important to uh, not get too you know, uh, tied up in your emotions and your thoughts and to take one day at a time, that's mm. my motto now I think you know, you just take one day at a time and not start stressing about oh how am I going to you know achieve this, how am I going to do this, what's going to happen and I think I also went through a lot of ups and downs during this lockdown you know whether it was like oh my god how are we going to go on with the NGO or oh my god how's the world going to go on mm-hmm. or when you were watching the news and you saw all this injustice happening or other people suffering that also causes suffering you know, that also causes a lot of anxiety and depression take one day at a time, reach out to someone, talk about it um, express yourself and uh, when you're feeling down, just don't be alone. You know, it's always better. Like for me, I feel express yourself. Don't suppress yourself. But then there are a lot of people who you know are don't feel uh, so free to express. Mm. So, but I think it's, it's really therapeutic. Also, uh, be around animals. I mean, they really help out. You know, they really reduce your anxiety. They're the best uh, therapist that you could have. And um, if you feel that you need to seek a therapist, please do that. You know, because it is, um, as I said, even the strongest of people, you know, strong minded people are going through anxiety and they're feeling this, you know, so it's, there's no shame to it that, you know, I'm feeling all of this and you need to be more expressive, so just reach out, I mean, it really helps when you have someone listening to you or, you know, even just listening, you don't have to give them some advice or, uh, you know, show them some way of how to solve the problem by just listening and actively listening, I think it just uh, also uh, just feels like a relief you know like you got it off your chest so yeah I mean everything anyways in life is uncertain and there are a lot of things that are not in our control So we need to also accept that you know a lot of times it's very difficult for me to accept that no these things cannot change you know I want to change them or I want to make things happen Right. But sometimes they're not good. it's not going to happen the way you want it to happen. So you need to take it one day at a time. Maybe you could set some goals or you know things that you want to achieve. Even if it's daily practices, like I do chanting. A lot of people could do yoga, meditation. As I said, spending time with animals is the best. I have three cats at home, and I'm always like out and about with you know animals and looking into their welfare. So, it kind of keeps me going, you know It's like you forget about your stuff and then you focus on this But, as I said, like if someone has a mental health issue, they need to consult someone and they need to reach out Don't be shy about it Right, like like I would like to share what
0: I am doing So, in my case journaling has helped me a lot, jotting down my goals in the morning and then writing how I feel Writing down what I feel anxious about so that's helped
1: me exactly you know when you when you have it written down you kind of know exactly you know what the feeling is or what the thought is right. and then the awareness comes there to so like how could i you know uh, not really get rid of it or how could i change this but how could i live with this right. and maybe reduce the you know uh, the stress you know that you're, uh, the stress that you feel with this feeling or this
0: Absolutely. so it's like introspection and knowing what you are feeling right now and accepting it and trying to change yeah. it in a better way
1: also I think crying is amazing, it's really therapeutic, there are times when I feel low and I feel like crying I do it right. and I feel much better after that so there is no shame in crying, there is no shame in reaching out to people there is no shame in saying that I am feeling this today, this is how I am feeling today just reach out to your friends you know Absolutely.
0: So, what is that one thing you wish people could understand better, or maybe learn better to be um, to
1: be a better individual? Um, as I said, it's very important to contemplate on uh, our actions, our thoughts, my intentions. You know, like also like in Buddhism, they all there's a lot of emphasis on intentions. So it says like whenever you're doing something. Or you want to do something, say so what is my intention like? You know? So that itself can kind of give you perspective on whether you should be doing that thing or not. Also, I'm the kind of person I will always do something that I really want to do from my heart. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us human beings to know that we can be in control of our minds and our lives. You know, we can we don't need to be controlled by it. It's difficult, it's not easy, but as I said, it's a daily ongoing effort to want to make that change, whether it's in your life or in your environment. Um, It's important for us to um, have that compassion, as I said earlier, that you're not alone here. Don't be selfish. If there's a way you can reach out to somebody, please reach out. If If you could help somebody, if you're in a position to help someone, please do that. Don't be selfish. Don't be self-centered. Um, we are all in this together, and um, oh, and I think this whole community service and um, you know uh, that whole community attitude need to instill that in us. You know, like also I tell a lot of people like um, we cannot sit and complain about the things you know that are oh our government is like this and the world is like this. I think it's important for us to step in and also make an effort to maybe make those things better you know so for me it was like I was uh, born and brought up in Pune and I wanted to, I was like okay if I want to make a change where do I start? so I said let me start with my city and do whatever I can in my capacity, in my capability for the city, for my environment, for my area and also inspire other people to do the same you know so it's like Definitely, you know, it's like a lot of people maybe who were uh, not so animal friendly or now are, you know, like a lot of my friends. So, I think our actions and our lifestyle can also inspire a lot of other people. But most importantly, we need to um, not be part of that superficial world where, you know, we think all these uh, materialistic things are going to make us happy. we need to seek our own happiness our happiness is not going to come we need to work on this together you know as a community as a whole uh, we don't need to uh, the whole thing of you know what's going on now is the division and the religious conversations and issues that are going on I think if you work together you know I think we can achieve so much and like when I look at India I look at the population and look at all the intelligent minds that we have here There's so much we can achieve if we just let go of all this uh, rubbish and garbage in our head or in our hearts you know, so I think yeah, we need to reduce our greed, we need to be more compassionate, we need to be uh, more patient, more tolerant and we need to look inside and we need to uh, try and evolve and live better, be better and do better because we can
0: so, ma'am, what is that one message for all the frontline workers, be it the social workers, doctors and um, uh, police stationed out there on the frontline that you would like to give?
1: Um, I think the frontline workers, I mean, we really, we really, really need to respect them and you know, uh, value them and I think there are a lot of, I think this whole pandemic crisis is going to make us value them more and we do value them more now and we also need to do more for our healthcare services you know they are doing an incredible job I mean think about it uh, because if you were a doctor like I had this conversation with a lot of my friends I said you know if I was a doctor and I had to go and put myself at risk and my family at risk would I be able to do it so you have to put yourself in those, you know, their shoes and think that this is so difficult it's such a difficult thing because imagine when we were sitting at home and hearing the news and listening to the news it was always that fear and anxiety and there was so much fear and anxiety just sitting at home these people were right there watching it daily and going through hell I mean it's been really mm-hmm. difficult for them to um, be doing their work like as you said those PPEs, like it's so difficult to be in that PPE and right. work for those 6 hours and also the fact that you are working in such a traumatic you know uh, zone and then you don't even have your support system like you don't you cannot go back to your family you cannot interact with your friends, you could only probably call so it's amazing how these people have already you know done so much and are putting up with this like I was afraid that at some point maybe the doctors will be like I'm sorry we don't want to do this Right. Why should we put ourselves in trouble for you? And also, initially, when uh, they didn't have all the protective gears or you know everything that they required initially, when it was so stressful and there was so much fear, you know, everywhere. So for them to step up and you know do this for the benefit of humanity and the benefit of others, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Like, imagine, would you be able to go right now in a hospital and work with people? you know for sure are covid you know positive and to be to watching that every day you know you're watching right. so many people die it's mm-hmm. emotionally so exhausting so hats off to them i really salute all the you know frontline workers even the even the police they're doing a great job and um, i'm amazed at you know what we've been able to achieve i'm so i think the results now even the. Uh, death rate has gone down, the recovery rate has gone up. So I'm really, really proud of uh, things going on in my country, the way they are handling it. But then again, it's been really stressful for the frontline workers, and we we have to give them that due. We have right. to,
0: absolutely. Like I was reading yesterday or a day before that, um, some of the tired two or three doctors are overworked, and they are not even um, paid what they deserve. So, yeah. And as you said,
1: those things like really upset you because it's like these people are the most important right now, and you should be giving them everything that they require. You know, everything that they need because they're putting themselves at risk for you. So I think um, that that thing was yeah, it's still a little um, sad that we're not able to give them that uh, you know that comfort or that security that. You know, they they have everything they need, and also as you said that there are a lot of people not getting their money, right. their salaries. So that thing, really I mean, that's something that we all need to question our government about. You
0: know. Right, and as you said, the mental pressure there, in not being able to meet their families, and working in such yeah. traumatic condition, they really. Need a huge. Yeah, because you from I the bottom sitting
1: at heart. home as I said There was so much mental pressure just sitting at home. That's right. So imagine being a doctor or a nurse or you know a cleaner. There are so many people who have to risk their lives and go and clean or the ga- uh, people you know dealing with garbage. Even in like Dharavi and all, there are sanitization mm-hmm. uh, workers who are going there and working. They're all risking their lives. Absolutely. So <coughs> like like
0: you said, we're in this together and we'll get through this together yes thank you so much ma'am for the time, I really appreciate it, it was lovely talking to you thank you so
1: much for having me and I hope we can uh, you know all come together and uh, make a better world or a better earth and it starts with us I think we need to um, be better versions of ourselves and that will reflect in others and in our environment
0: Right, being the change we want to see.
1: (laughs) Yes.